Yeah. Hey now, what dreams I made of. Hey now. I love that movie. All right, so in the span of uh, four days, you guys watch anything? We did, actually. So you'd be proud of us. Uh-oh. Sunday night. Uh-oh. We watched... Um, How proud am I going to be? Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> What'd you think? It's, I like it a lot better than the movie. Oh, heck yes, man. Yeah, I'm it so was excited. really good. I'm so excited. Yeah, Freaking Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And the little, little, his, little, his little boy. Yeah. His little, his little flash talk. To- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was really good. I, I definitely liked it a lot more than, than Moonrise Kingdom. For sure. It, it's that, it's more uh, just fun. Yeah. There's know? a lot more that happens. A lot more that happens. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Till, yeah. you know, till, did you recognize Tilda Swinton? She had, yeah. a, she had a bunch There's of old, old makeup on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, so cool, man. Gosh, there's so many famous people in that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that was when he really started using, like, everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to be yeah. there. And I guess he's doing another one, or his next one, which is considered the most all-starred cast movie in like modern history oh dang and it's got it literally has like 30 people in it that's all a-listers yeah yeah it's crazy um so we watched that and then lee finally got me to start watching ted lasso oh yeah we need to start watching it's that. very good yeah 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 i like instantly fell in love three with seasons it. two two but jason sudeikis as ted lasso is so good apple tv yeah yeah is it a real story no okay milo Got him. Um, yeah, it's very good. That's we, cool. We're, I don't know, probably like already eight episodes in or something like that. But I keep, since it's Apple TV, yeah. it's not there in front of us, so I, was, I always forget about that. Yeah. That's cool. So that's kind of it. And then we watched this movie. Yeah. I mean, within a couple days. Like, we only watched, I watched a horror movie. Oh. What'd you watch? Antlers. Antlers. So it's been. Is that like Tusk? No. <laughs> well, kind of. No, but oh. it was uh, Guillermo del Toro produced it. Okay. And it was supposed to come out in 2019. Okay. And then the pandemic hit, and it was one that got lost in the shelves. Oh. And so it finally got a physical release. Right. Um, it's a little boy that's harboring a Wendango in his house. Oh. And it, it happens to be his dad. Oh. Whoa. So the kid goes to school, and you find out the kid like has no parents, or like you, like you start piecing these together, yeah. And you just see him go home, and he just lit- literally goes and like hunts, yeah, and feeds this Wendango and his little brother who's turning into one too, yeah. It's got one of the craziest like transformation scenes I've ever seen of this thing, like, yeah. <sighs> oh, dude, Speaking it, it of, was uh, it was pretty good though. Guillermo del Toro, did you watch the the trailer for his Pinocchio? I can't wait. I can't wait. He's yeah. been trying to do this movie for, for forever, which like means we're getting years. two Pinocchio movies this year. Because I think Disney's doing like a live action. Adaptation oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Later this year too. This one though is because it's stop stop motion, which yeah. I'm excited which about. Which also, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And I was, as soon as he started talking, I was like, Ewan McGregor's playing uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Cricket. Cricket. Well, we watched uh, or I watched. Steph didn't watch it. Mando. Or I have Book not watched. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler Same alert. Thing. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. But no, I have not watched that episode okay. yet. But it's I, good. I, yeah, that's what I've heard. They're Bryce saying Dallas Howard like, directed it. Yeah. Which honestly, give Bryce Dallas Howard give her a whole like movie. full control of Star Wars. Give her a whole movie. Like her. What was the episode she did in, in Mando? She did one of the, the best ones in Mando, wasn't it? It was. Uh, was the Ashoka the Ashoka one? No, that was Dave Filoni. Um, it was. I it remember was in being season two. Blown away by her it, episode. Was it the one with the village? I think it was. I think that's no, right. No, that's the same episode. Is it the same episode? With Ahsoka? No. no. The, 
Remember in season one? Oh. Where she helped? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. I think it was. Fourth episode. Of season one. Mm-hmm. Which is the one right before. Yeah. Yeah. And then she did one for season two, didn't she? I think she did a couple in season two. But her episodes were always the best. Yeah, this was the turning one. This yeah. I'm like, okay, if they if they continue to do some stuff they did in this yeah. one, I'll, I'll keep watching. I don't love Bryce Dallas Howard as an actor. No. But she is a phenomenal director. She is, She does have a Black Mirror episode that might change your mind. That's okay. And it's really good. Mm. And it, it, the, the whole episode's based off of your social media status. Oh, yes. I yeah. know. I've seen, like, clips from it. Yeah. So it's ranked from, like, five star to, like, zero stars. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. get ranked by every, everybody you interact with. So even if you just walk by them, they'll rank you. It's like that episode of Community. Yeah. And so literally your your, your <laughs> status is, yeah. like, four, point, four, four and a half and above. Yeah. And if you drop below that, you're nobody. Yeah. There's a there's, there's an episode of Community that's exactly the same thing. That's probably what the game Where yeah. it's, like, throughout the community college, there's, like a, like, a social media where you can rank everybody. Oh, that's crazy. And so, like, the five stars are all have like special lounges that's and they exactly wear like togas and yeah, they look exactly all royals yeah. yeah i wonder i wonder which came first yeah i wonder but that she does Probably, a good job in that. no it was definitely it was definitely community because black mirror just started for like four years ago right no god no black mirror's been around for 2011 no 2012, really something like that mm. the first season but there's like years in between each right, season right. so so um, i don't know i wonder what came first out of those two chicken of the egg what inspired what I don't know. It was a rhetorical question. No, that's, the only, that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to for the new Jurassic Park. Well, uh, there's a lot I'm I've not only looking watched forward to. The first Jurassic World, then I was don't like, Don't watch the second one. The only thing you need to know about the second one dinosaurs are released. Like, worldwide. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. That's it. Other than that, it was such a crap movie, dude. Listen, you don't really need to watch any Jurassic Park movies after three. No, after one. What? Two and three are good. Well, I like one and two. Three's okay. But yeah, I guess I agree with you. Yeah, you yeah. watch anything above that. Which one's the one where the the T Rex eats the dog? One. Is it, no. The, it's a, oh no, that's two. That's when they that's come. Two. That's when yeah. they get to the the, the, gets yeah, yeah. Released. yeah. As a kid, I used to get that movie mixed up a lot with the um, the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah, <laughs> I used that's to get a those good movie all the time. That is a good movie. That movie gets so much shit. Yeah, and it was the first time that they they reinvented. How Godzilla would look. Yeah. I thought it worked, man. I think it was like, because I, I remember. To, I had a bunch of toys that were that Godzilla. Taco Bell? Probably. That ta- Taco that Bell was, ran so the the, the uh, Monopoly one where you have yeah. to get all the words. Yeah, yeah. And you get these toys. Like, oh, man. I had a, my brother had a buddy that literally would try to get everything off that. <laughs> the little little Taco Bell dog. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. He used to have a, a little stuffed version of yeah. it that when you squeezed it it would say all those little catchphrases. Do you remember Gidget? Gidget? <laughs> Way off. Ooh. Okay, Benji. Hey, it was two we syllables. We didn't have this discussion. <laughs> Do you remember the little cup toppers with the Godzilla head? Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. I, used to, I had a Godzilla that it had like a spot on his neck that when you pushed it his mouth would open. Yeah! Dude! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and do you remember the one with the uh, the the spine? You press the spine and it'd shoot out. Yes, bolts? yes, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I love that. There's this, there's this YouTube channel that you should follow called uh, uh, Lucky Penny Shop. I think it is. Okay. And he literally just goes through and reviews all old school vintage toys oh, and like 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 McDonald's toys yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, that's so funny. And he searches and he shows like the whole set you can get. And then he does the um, 
Easy Bakes, all, yeah. all the different Easy Bakes. You so do. And it's like I just lost like midnight. You just got Stephanie's attention. Yeah. <laughs> her head, her head popped up real quick. It's it's one of those uh, two a.m. YouTube moments. Yeah, you just get lost in the in the YouTube sphere. Yeah, and you're like, I'm literally watching movie or shows about toys. It's like I watch. I should go to bed. videos of people making cosplay outfits. That's okay. Okay, what's the mo- what's the craziest thing you watch on YouTube? Well, this is a good question. Oh fuck. Um, let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pull up my YouTube. I know. I was like, I got. I got to get it. This is a good. This is a good little thing. The weirdest. The weirdest video in my recently watched history, like within the last month, is titled "What Does Howard Stern Know About Guitar." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, like, I, I can't think of anything, like, super crazy, but I watched this British dude that put an underground bunker in his backyard. That sounds cool. And then now, this was, like, five years ago, and now he's making an underground tunnel to go from the bunker to his house to the shed. And he's videoing it, so he's got, yeah. he's got like, almost half the, the tunnel done. But it's all commercial. It's yeah. all, like, he literally is, like, in his own house, like, in a neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what does Howard Stern know about guitar? Not a lot. <laughs> Someone like called into his show and was like, "What are the three best guitar riffs of all time?" And Howard Stern named what he thinks are the three best guitar riffs uh, of all time. Eruption. And the guy that does the video is just like, "No." But yeah, well, it's just like weird. Would shit that like be that. considered number one for me? No, just for anybody. Oh, like in know. general, it could be your number one. You're allowed to have that. Oh, that's not one. what I'm. I did watch a lot of uh, mm-hmm. gameplay videos from a old uh, Jimmy Neutron PS2 game. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Because I just like had this weird like memory of this game of yeah. like, running yeah, around yeah. the school, and I was like, "I gotta find, I gotta find this." I, like, Googled it, and I never found like that specific part of the game. Yeah, but yeah. I found like other games, and I was like, "I did that with uh, Jumpstart." I was having a vision of Jumpstart from being a kid. Yeah, and so I went there and I watched all these long playthroughs of fucking Jumpstart first grade, Jumpstart second grade, Jumpstart third grade. Yeah, you didn't know you didn't play Jumpstart. It was like it was the computer games that would just you'd interact with certain characters and do certain things. Yeah. They'd have like a typing one or a science one. Yeah, that's weird, babe. That's weird. A lot of live music videos. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go through all the way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm in November now. That wasn't, that was very anticlimactic when I said the craziest thing on YouTube. Charles Manson, best interview. Uh, there you go. Uh, episode one of that 80s show, starring Glenn Howerton. That was like his like breakout role. Kind Didn't of. only do like one season of that. It was, I, yeah, it was like only like four or five episodes. Yeah, but I like I forgot that it was Glenn Howerton that was in it because he's in It's Always Sunny, and that's aren't, like his biggest role. Aren't they doing one with the with Red and, and what's your name? Yeah, it'll be that '90s show, Red it's and Kitty. Weird. I'm I'm excited for it. It's like most all the everyone that can return is returning. Topher's coming back. Yeah, because it's there. It's about Red and Kitty having Eric and Donna's kid for the summer. Uh, Summers. Multiple summers, but I imagine pretty much everybody will probably be back except, except for the one that's Danny dead. Masterson. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's true, but that show is so good. That show is. It's one good. of those things where I I have a really hard time because it's like yeah. I love this show so much, mm-hmm. but it's like you got to separate the the art yeah. from the artist. It took a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, it took a very dark turn. <laughs> Just like YouTube videos at two AM. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably how to paint. 
or or not? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not how to paint, but like painting tutorial. What? <laughs> watching Bob Ross videos. Yeah, painting tutorials. Yeah, yeah. Just watching. Or 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 he's watching headphone unboxings because he's sad that he can't wear the headphones. Wow, that's fucked up. Yours was darkly clever. <laughs> he can wear over the ear ones like we're wearing. Welcome to the B-Listers, a podcast about movies. Each week we'll discuss a different movie, whether it's a new release, a cult classic, a silent film from almost 100 years ago, or a movie we just really like. We'll leave no stone unturned. I'm Benji. I'm Brendan. And this week we watched the 2018 film At Eternity's Gate. At Eternity's Gate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So what, what, are your, what oh were your guys' initial reactions to this film? Well, I've owned it for probably four years. Right. Well, it's all... Yeah, I guess it came out in 2018. Yeah. I got it right after it came out. Okay. That's that's all I remember. And I put it off because I knew it was going to be a hard watch. Yeah. Just because anything Van Gogh related is hard watch. Right. Steph's been trying to watch it for the past year. Defoe as De Van Gogh. Yep. And so you see off in the distance, you see that bus driving by? I'm going to throw Stephanie right underneath it. Okay. She didn't watch it. <laughs> she got halfway through and she didn't watch the other half. Huh? I watched half of it. Yeah. What? What? It's too it, sad. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, do you want to pause? Just give us some time because it got right to the point, um, literally halfway through, where uh, where him and Oscar Isaac's character they got really into it. Yeah. And he said, "I'm leaving." Yeah. And it was like that really, really freaking intense scene, and it yeah. got to the point where I was like, "I gotta pause this," because like right. visually, I just I have to get I have to get my sense. She's like, "Yeah, we need to pause it," and then she didn't want to watch it after that. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's fine." <laughs> but it, but it, it definitely, it, in other words, I'll just put it this way: in other words, it's very heavy. Yeah. For sure. But I'm glad I finally watched it. I don't know if I'll revisit it okay. in a while. Yeah. Just because it is, it's just so, um, I don't know. I have thoughts. Go go ahead. What, what did you guys think? Um, personally, I did not like it. Really? Really. I, it ended up being exactly what I didn't want it to be. Well, uh, a fiction story or fictorious story. Not, you know re- I mean? not even really that. It's just, it's, it. People, when people talk about Van Gogh and they, they do stories about his life, they really like to focus on all the negative. Yes. And that's all they do. They focus yes. on the negative and all of his mental illness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, I get it. That was a big part of who he was. Yeah. But there's so much more. There's so like much he, more. He was an artist technically for a decade. Yeah. Leading up to his death. Yeah. And like there's so, and all this bad stuff happened in the last two years. That That's, the, I, I did a lot of research. I tried yeah. to do a lot of research on it. And they break it down. Like you said, ten years or however long it was before yeah. this shit went down. Yeah, and they talk about his progression, how he like would sketch, right, and then finally got to the point where it was like is the, they called the artist awakening, which is when you find that one thing which right, right. was water or, or uh, the, the the painting of the these bright colors. Yeah, and I was like, man, you, you could have done so much with him like figuring it out. Yeah, and then touched briefly. Right. On this end bit. Yeah. Because then after we watched it, we immediately actually watched that episode of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. Vincent and the Doctor. And it... I was glad you brought that up. I yeah. I'm really it, glad. It kind of went along the same path where it just yeah. kind of focused on, on, you know, his sadness. But I will argue that the Doctor Who episode, um, Vincent and the Doctor, yeah, left... 
a much more satisfying Absolutely. ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it was so sad. Yeah. Because at least they give him a glimmer of hope. Right. Um, yeah. Granted, that's not factual, but, you know. No. But, but <laughs> you, also, I mean, for an episode of Doctor Who, you're going to have to suspend exactly. your beliefs anyway. But, see, I'm going to argue this, is that I think... I think Van Gogh's story is one of the most twisted and tragic. Not necessarily tragic, but misunderstood yeah. stories. Right. And I feel like this movie just kind of leaned into the misunderstandings yes. that people already have. Well, I completely 100% um, agree with you. I love Willem Dafoe. Yeah. But Vincent Van Gogh was 37 when he died. He was 37. And, and Willem in this looked like he was probably around 55 or yeah. 60. And Rupert Friend, who played Theo, um, was, was only... about, he was about six years younger. Yeah. Um, but in real life, he's about half of Willem Dafoe's age. Yeah. So that was already like, okay. I think um, I think this was an interesting uh, script that was passed around that this yes. director saw an opportunity to possibly make a good drama. Yeah. Um, I don't think he went into it with like expectations of making a historical bioptic, obviously. Right. And I think they should have said that. Yeah, because it's kind of like, even like from the trailers, that's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Like, a, like, like you said, like a biopic, like it's just something like a historical retelling mm-hmm. of, of Van Gogh's life in this yeah, yeah, period yeah. of time, probably starting in like 1887. But like you, I didn't expect it to be just that last couple of years. couple of years of yeah. his life, you know? Yeah, because he, doing the research on it, he became friends with Gauguin in around 1888. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they started like hanging out, like painting yeah, together and yeah. stuff. And so it's probably started in like late teen, 1887. Was probably about like the time period in which the movie starts. And so it jumps through the you know the last three years of his life pretty yeah, quick, but yeah. it's still just like uh, there was not a good thing that happened to him in those three years no. that we saw. And they, he depict, and I'll argue this: he depicts that very well. Yeah. Um, it's not something I necessarily would have wanted to see, but. I did go into this and 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 completely blown away by how this dude directed this movie. The the shots, just I mean, technically, yeah. This this got my movie boner going on. <laughs> like, but it's true. But it's yeah. like this is like See, I, and and I there knew was that so right much that stuff that I also didn't like. That's interesting. Like the scene of him when he gets to the is it the yellow house or wherever when he takes off his shoes and mm-hmm. he paints them like that. Why it's not like, like house no? Okay, that's what I thought. Is before then. Yeah. Um, when he's like taking off his shoes and the camera is so shaky and it's just moving, I'm like, why? I don't understand why that was. It's meant to be intimate. I know, but it felt <laughs> clumsy. It felt. It, I, I can see that. It was. I think it was overused, for sure. Because he does that. Uh, so one thing oh, I noticed God. about this guy is that he's he loves long takes. Yes. And almost every time somebody has a line of dialogue or yeah. as a page of dialogue, the camera doesn't cut. Right. Um. We see that anytime he's talking to somebody, yeah. um, the most importantly is when uh, Theo goes to see him in the, the hospital for the first time. Yeah. And it's that Which whole... Which is the best scene in the whole movie. That's, that scene just gives me chills. Yeah. But it's meant to be in your face. It's it's meant to it's meant to make you feel chaotic because I think in his, is his eyes, yeah. 
that's what he was seeing, is that everything around him was so chaotic. Yeah. And I can kind of simply, like, I mean, we've all been in those situations where it's like you have, you know, either so much stress, so much sadness, you know, deprived, whatever it is, and you literally can't think straight. Right. And I, that's kind of where I saw it. Yeah. I kind of associated and with I, that. I, you know what I, I mean? also saw that and I understood it, but yeah. I, I, it I, was I, overused. Um, also, I have to say this to, to kind of bounce off that. When they really heavily use it halfway through, when Gogan says he's going to leave, yeah, my stomach churned. Yeah, I literally had I couldn't look at the TV yeah. while he was like running. My stomach it churned. Was make, like it was literally making me dizzy. And that's a very unique style of filming that um, I like very quick. Yeah, but that was that a dragged. long shot. That dragged, and it just it was just so like like I felt I felt like I was living through Van Gogh. Yeah. You know, just to kind of if, if if we're okay, so suspend disbelief just a little bit. If we're supposed to understand that this was supposed to be what he saw and how he felt, right. all this kind of stuff, one hundred percent accurate. I think it fits. Yeah, but, it was captured well. But like I said earlier, I don't think the story will ever. We'll never know what this man went through. Right. No, absolutely. Ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care about who who claims they had a relative that spoke. You know what I mean? Like right. you'll no, never yeah. understand. I just there's there's so much out there about Van Gogh and, yeah. and I feel like like aside from how good his paintings are like yeah. it's mostly negative things about how he yeah lived and it's just like it I don't know there's just there's two sides to every story and people like to focus on the negative on this oh, one for specifically sure. they're like for oh he sure. was such a I mean he was a tortured artist and he did have a hard time for a long time yeah. but there was a you know a, a good period of time where he wasn't so tortured mm-hmm. like you know like people didn't like his paintings but it was he loved to do it and he yeah. did it and that's what he did yeah. and know? see that's again like I said I think that's going to be very difficult to pinpoint as either you know a bioptic or even like a, a damn history channel show about it you right. know what I mean you can't Especially this longer, you can't. All you have are secondhand accounts, right? You don't have any interviews with the guy. Like you don't have like these like hard hitting facts to go off of, right? And I want to kind of bring up this and throw this on the table that I kind of was getting throughout. Just based off this, I mean, I, I'll have to watch some more stuff or do some more research, but it, I feel like it was heavily implied that he was being gaslight, gaslit. And that the fact that by, he was like his brother by everybody around him, mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that he was not all there, yeah, we could call it depression, we can call it bipolar, we can call it schizophrenia, we, of, we can call it whatever we want. Illness, yeah, there was that scene where he's like, I don't remember these things, but they're telling me that I, I go outside and paint my face black, yeah, just and scream kids. at kids. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, This th- they're depicting it as this isn't that man, right. So I'm wondering if that just this this town or society itself just doesn't like him. Just didn't like him. I mean, that's entirely possible because once he left Arl, um, they like signed a petition to not have him back. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, and it, then we kind of see more into it later on when he um, he kind of gets into it with that woman on the the road. Yeah. And I think that's just that's misinterpretation because you know growing up with my mom being uh, a special ed teacher, right. that's the kind of stuff you see where it's like. He doesn't understand what he's doing. Yeah. And the entire town shunned him away from that. Right. And granted, yes, it may, it's not the best situation to be in with a woman alone, but you can tell that his heart was in the right place. Yeah. He wasn't there to hurt her. He wasn't there to cause any pain. 
but it just went that way. Right. And I, and I think that was like, as soon as the town saw that, they're like, this dude, screw this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get him out. They, yeah. But th- that's such a hard argument to have because we don't know. Right. That's yeah. just, that's just, just crazy. Dumb. Also, like in that scene, in the second part of that, like when the scene happens again in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole period of the movie when you're like looking through his eyes and it's like yeah. half of it's clear and the bottom half isn't. Like, I didn't like that. That progressed. Did you notice that? Yeah. That progressed. I'm, I wasn't a fan of the way they did that. Um, I, was, I was actually going to bring that up because I, I noticed it in the very beginning when he was talking to, um, uh, I forget who he was talking to uh, on the, the very... Uh, that first conversation he was having. I think it was with Theo. Was it with Theo? I'm pretty yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, um, in the like the with room with all the other artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made it a point that it was POV. Yeah. Like the camera would turn, you could see Vincent, you could see Theo, but then as soon as you're looking at Theo, you're point of view. Yeah. Like Theo was looking yeah. back at the camera. And so I noticed that, and I noticed that it was very clear. And then halfway through the movie, that's when you start getting that blur. Yeah. And that's when you start getting that that sense of he just. <laughs> He just slowly deteriorated. Yeah. You know, there's no modern medicine back then. There was right. no, you know, mental health or anything, yeah. you know, and, and, and for that kind of person to hear from every single person, you suck. Yeah. You know, even from the fucking priest that was trying to help him. Yeah. Saying you draw horribly or yeah. like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh God, like this, I can't imagine. But I completely 100% agree with what you're saying is that, and I think that's why I don't think I'm going to watch it for a long time is that it's just so negative. Yeah. And I think like... You know? I knew going into it that there was going to be some negativity. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, like, the, the trailers were so beautiful. Yeah. That I was like, oh, cool. Like, they're going to focus on, on other aspects of his life. I agree. And then it was just two hours of negativity. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this isn't what I wanted it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and I, I think it was interesting that he decided to, this director, to go off of to go off of a theory that that he has and that a couple other historians have which I know that the the big thing is you know what exactly happened in those those final that final moment yeah there's i doing some research on it i read probably five or six different yeah. things about mm-hmm. it everyone's different Every, everything's different Every, yeah. i heard i've heard one that um uh somebody came forward that had a relative that was living in the building next to him <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. No, that, that, uh, you laugh, but it's like, that's yeah. what it is now. It's yeah. all hearsay, or it's all secondhand accounts. And he heard, or supposedly they heard an argument between him and I think it was supposed to be Theo, yeah. his brother. Yeah, yeah. And then the shot occurred, mm. or there was a couple shots, or something like that. Yeah. So the implication from their story was that, was that his brother sh- probably killed yeah. him or shot him. Right. You know? And so, even with the whole just, ear everything's situation. Everything's so inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the ear situation. With the ear situation, like I, I, I a couple of what that I read, uh, I read that he nicked it, and it was just the ear lobe. Yeah, there's. I think I, you know, I feel like that is actually more accurate. Like there's no way yeah. he cut off his whole ear. But and again, the whole. I mean, everything that you read is so matter of fact. Saying he sliced his ear off, gave it to a prostitute. Right. You know, like like just this weird things. But I liked how they did it in the movie, where it was like, yeah. he was like in his eyes, he was like, I need to, I need to get my brother's attention. Right, and that's why he wanted to give it to the, the woman, yeah, to Gauguin. give to his brother, to give to Gauguin. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, and so that would kind of which that addresses is, is, that part is more accurate. I don't know how accurate is the whole the whole ear. I don't think I don't it was think that. it was the whole ear. It was. I'm pretty sure it was just the lobe. But um, again, everybody had their different stories. Yeah, like I don't care happened. how freaking manic you are. Like how uh, there's no way somebody can cut off their own ear like that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there is, but like, yeah. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it just it just it it raised more questions. Yeah, you know, and and the whole. Which I, I do kind of like, if, if you're going to ask me my personal opinion about what happened, I'll go off evidence. I'll go yeah. off facts. One of the main facts was the bullet wound itself. Yeah. Because that he got shot. was documented. Yeah. But there are different stories that say he got shot in the stomach, or he got yeah. shot in the chest, or yeah. he got shot once, or he got shot twice. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's so many inconsistencies yeah. that it's like, I don't, it makes me mad when people are like, no, he... he he killed himself. I, don't, I hate that assumption. And I'm like, I hate that we, assumption. I, there's no evidence that, that can point no, to that and like, assumption. I think people also like to assume that because Besides of his mental health, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think people use his mental health yeah. to back up those claims. I and agree. it's just like, I don't. That sucks. That sucks. I don't think it's accurate. Yeah. Well, because there was the, they said that one of the things that was written down was how it was how he was shot. Yeah. And also, if you're going to shoot you yourself, why would you do it in the stomach? You don't do it in the stomach. That, that's and but that, that's that's that make any that's sense. a real question to no, ask. No, right? Absolutely. Because you have those people that are like, um, like, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> when they say that uh, uh, when females commit mur- uh, murders or crimes like that, it tends to be like poison. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how they have these traits that are definitive. They can put that down. Right. You're not. If you're going to shoot yourself. You're never going to shoot yourself in the stomach. Yeah. That literally makes zero Because that is the worst way to go. That is the slowest way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Lee, Lee's put, pointing a good point out there that there is documentation of the people around him. Right. Um, their, their accounts of what happened. And I think that's where they can kind of draw the conclusion that he was... It was suicide. It was self-inflicted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think because there's so many theories that there's no way to really say if it was one thing or the other. Like I don't, I don't know if I believe that it was self-inflicted or if I really believe that it was somebody else either. Like it's it, I don't, I just don't know. But I, I don't like it when people say assume like a, a definite conclusion. Yeah. Like even like, um, on the the muse, the Vincent Van Gogh Museum website. Yeah, yeah. It says that he that he took his own life. And it's like I I understand that that is. That's the conclusion that's easiest to be drawn, but... Right. It might not be true. I, no, I agree with you, and I think that that's definitely, thanks to modern technology and modern, you know, advances... Right. We have that luxury of finding out, usually, yeah, if that's the case. Right. Anything pre-19, you know, 1905, whatever... Yeah. You just don't know. Right. You know? So... One thing that I really, really kind of blew my mind when we get to the end um his sketchbook yeah so one thing that I, I actually blew our minds yeah too. i i, I, I wish people would talk more about his non-painting paintings art like it's not right. his, his artwork that's not painted right because just like um uh, uh da vinci yeah that dude did everything yeah that dude had medical books that dude yeah and this guy he I was mean, an inventor the same thing. he was a painter yeah he was an sketch artist like he and did van everything. gogh i mean like he, he didn't start painting he started no. sketching yeah and I wish I mean that this this freaking sketchbook that um the woman gave him, he returns and is dying right when he's dying. And so they give it back to her. Okay? Yeah. She puts it on the shelf and walks away. That book wasn't found for hundred and twenty six years. Yeah. He, he gave met, it back to her in eighteen ninety. Yeah. And they didn't discover it until two thousand six twenty sixteen. They didn't. He wanted yeah. her. It was. It was all. It was like. A, for her. It was like a ledger that yeah. she had let him borrow, and he gave back to her. And she just put it on her shelf and just left it there. And it wasn't found until 2016. Yeah, isn't that crazy? 
So that that aids to the sadness of the story, you know, and I I, I find that just absolutely incredible that I I don't know. I mean, I, I liked seeing things transpire. Yeah. Like when he ran in and started painting the girl. Yeah. That was really interesting because that's one of his most famous paintings. Right. Um, I love that shot that, that when you see everything on the wall finally and it just goes through and like you could just be like, ah, 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 you know what I mean? Or like when people would show up and be like, there's a painting of that guy. Like yeah. The, yeah. the postman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the, the big beard. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um. So I think it's, I think it's kind of funny because <laughs> I always forget that we fell in love with that. Doctor Who episode way back in the day. Yeah. To the point where um, I always hated Benji for this. <laughs> so I me, I used to have my ears uh, uh, sized up, and Benji still does. Yeah. This dude walks into work one day after watching this freaking episode, man. And he's got freaking Starry Night earrings. And it made me so mad. Because <laughs> I was like, dude, those are the greatest earrings I've ever seen. I got married in those earrings. They're so cool, man. But I did see... The real Starry Night. That is true. You did. Which I actually really have cool. a picture of it that you sent me. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I was like, I, was, I can't pull that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, I forget uh, the Monet, which, I forget which museum it is That's in New York City. the Museum of Modern Art. The MoMA? Yeah. MoMA. Um, what the fuck? Nice, Milo. But everything throughout there is like is like super modern too. Like there's a lot of it modern was. stuff. Like it tells me exactly where you took that picture. See, that's cool. That's badass. It, like if you pull it up on like the map. It shows exactly where it is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Even though you took it and sent it to me. Oh, that's so cool, man! Like it still that. has yeah. the yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we saw like all kinds of like we we saw some some Andy Warhol stuff. Yeah. Which my point is like it wasn't mind blowing to me. Right. Until you walked up to this painting. Yeah. And it's a small painting. It's, right. It's, it's very. It's pretty reasonably sized. It's just Maybe a regular. Part, yeah. yeah. Like two two by three or something. But it like hits you. Yeah. And you're like, this thing is really right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't even. Uh, I would probably cry if I saw that painting. I don't. I, I don't remember. I, I. I. I remember what you know. You, you look at it. You stare at it. You do your thing. And then you're kind of like empty. Yeah. It's very strange. It's a very strange feeling. Mm. You feel fit, very empty throughout. That's kind of. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt when we went, went to the the Jim Henson exhibit. Yeah. I saw like the screen worn costume of David Bowie's. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's like something so important to you, and you're like, oh man, like this is just right here. Yeah. And then you walk away, and it's like nothing can ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That's how I felt after watching Spider Man. <laughs> Shut up. Lee's going to hit you. She doesn't want to hear any more Spider Man. I honestly have not mentioned Spider Man to her in Good. a c- couple days, probably. <laughs> it's not up there, Winnie. Hey! No, but I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you pointed that out because, like, I was going to go in here and I was going to kind of. I, 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 you opened my eyes a little bit. I was going to gush a lot about. Mainly how it was filmed, right? No, and, and you know? I think aside from those those two scenes, really, with yeah. him taking off his shoes and him running through the courtyard or whatever it was, yeah, it was filmed really well. But I, but it, it's it's not to the point where I can call this a, an entertaining movie. Um, yeah, I think it's an important movie. Yeah, I also felt like it was trying a little too hard to be kind of like an artsy film. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. I, the, the, so I put down two things that made it very artsy. Yeah, um, I got a lot of Russian vibes from it. A lot yeah, of Russian I could, vibes. I can see that. Um, Andrei Tarkovsky. I got a lot of that. That's one of my favorite uh, favorite Russian directors. And I got a lot of Terrence Malick uh, vibes from it. Have you ever seen uh, The Tree of Life with Brad no. Pitt? No. Um, Thin Red Line. I forget other. Uh, 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 Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. Yeah. I think I think he did that one. I could be wrong on that. 
Sorry. The purge is now in effect. Now we need. To, this is usually the time we take Milo outside to go to the bathroom because it's dark and he can't see, so he doesn't go oh. out by himself. Um, <laughs> so we have to take him out. I definitely got like you said. You said artsy, yeah. Which these are art art films. These right. are art house it, films. It debuted at the seventy fifth Venice Film Festival. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously it's going to be an artsy film if it super artsy. Um, I think I think Willem did a really good job actually. I mean, for what he yeah. had, Probably um, twice the age he needed to be. But <laughs> a thir- but they, they 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 he did look a lot younger than himself. But he did not look thirty seven. It was yeah. It was also every time they showed his hands. True. I was like that. Yeah. That's some old man hands. Um, and I liked Mikkelsen's cameo, his little bit. I didn't like how much he's like advertised to be in this movie, and, he's in it for and he was only in for minutes. yeah for for just you know ten minutes, yeah. if that. That made, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest the biggest role that stood out to me was was Rupert Friend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He did a really good job. Also, I, I did like the guy that was the uh, his doctor. Yes, that it was a small role, but I, I did like that it was very, yeah, uh, towards the end. very, very good, good acting. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's 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 a story that I think um, could be put on the shelf for a while. Yeah, I, I don't think we need any more Van Gogh stories or depictions or theories or whatever what happened. Um, yeah, yeah. I no, know. I I agree. I love Van Gogh. He's for years has been my favorite artist. Oh yeah, no, I, I can I can um, I can agree to that. But it's just I don't know. This movie just didn't just didn't yeah. sit right with me. I mean, I always remember in in Triggs class whenever we talked about artists. Yeah, it was always you know Van Gogh. Or well, Monet that's like or, that's how you know. she paints too. Yeah. it's very like impressionist, like mm-hmm. Van Gogh. Like she doesn't she shows every color, every yeah. brushstroke. Like nothing's really blended. Um. I'll just show you. There's this painting she posted on Facebook the other day that just freaking blew my mind. It's I, I don't know how she does it, man. Right, I, honestly, I don't know how she does it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but there there is um, there is one that uh, I think you might appreciate a little bit more. Yeah, called Loving Vincent. Yes, I actually I really want to watch that one because I know like the lore and everything behind it. Yeah, and I know how long it took to make that. They hand painted. Every, every frame. single frame of this movie. Yeah. It is a full-length movie. They had, like, 25 artists oh, was, I think around the clock, yeah, painting in his style. Yeah. Which is, you know, crazy. And I don't think it's a bioptic or, or, or an autobiography. I think it's more of just a story. Yeah. I, I don't know how much it gets into his background, but... Yeah. I still want to watch it, because I, I know that that was made from like an artist's perspective yeah, yeah. and i i feel like even if it does also focus on some of the negativity like it's it's intentions are better yeah for sure and i can appreciate that for um, sure. did this feel your itch to draw again no no actually when we went to the the van gogh exhibit in phoenix that like really sparked something in me. Yeah, yeah. But this movie did not. That makes sense. Which usually like stuff like this does, but I think because I came the story out of it feeling the way yeah. that I felt. Yeah, the story like, outweighed I that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because I even like I I bought like an actual sketchbook when we went to the, mm. the exhibit. And I've only started one drawing in it, but it's wow. just like that's one of those that I'm like gonna keep. Oh yeah. Well, when it really hits you, yeah. You got it ready. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think it was a fun, fun choice. 
for a movie. Well, it challenged us, that's for sure. Yeah, because I knew, sure. I even told Lee after we watched it, I was like, I feel like Brendan really liked this movie. <laughs> and I didn't. And I was like, that's, and that's good. Well, no, that's no. Like the, I mean, you found more to appreciate it about it. Than for I. sure. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. But that's, the, but like we've said before, that's the beauty of it. I right. Think that's, uh, that's the whole point. That's I think that was a good spontaneous choice that, yes. uh. Helped us I out. I don't even remember you know? how it freaking popped into my head. We we're talking day. about Willem Dafoe. We we're talking about something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what it was. You, yep. you started looking up Willem Dafoe's uh, uh, filmography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Good. I'm glad uh, we. It was free on Amazon Prime for us, but it was like free with ads. Oh, and really? The ads were so poorly timed. Oh gosh! Like there was a scene where it, like the scene ended and then it cut to black for probably like ten seconds. Yeah, right before he starts talking. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts talking, and then it's like he gets like two sentences in, and halfway through the second sentence, an ad starts. That's I was like, put it ten seconds that's before. Stupid. Yeah. There's fifteen seconds of nothing <laughs> who's the idiot that, that had the, the timer yeah. button on this one Screw there was that, there was man. one scene too where it was like vincent was sitting and talking to somebody in a chair and so it's like it's like one of those like back and forth yeah things. yeah <laughs> it cut to an ad for amazon prime video but it was a, a trailer for the secret life of walter mitty and so it's it cuts to vincent and then it cuts to somebody else and it cuts to vincent and then it cuts to the ad but the ad is all of a sudden, cutting to Ben Stiller peeking out from behind a cubicle. What the and hell it was is like, going it on? Fit so perfectly, but it was so like what the heck? I was like, what, That's what, what, what? That's stupid. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I can't stand those ads. Who was I was watching? Um, so, some movie for the first time, and he was talking. He was including ads in the movie. It was, uh, oh, it, oh no, it was Rhett and Link. Yeah, yeah, it was Rhett and Link. It was that short. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I finally watched The Godfather for the first time. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> I didn't know uh, Flo from Progressive shows up in The Godfather. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what movie are you watching? <laughs> so funny. Oh, uh, that's funny. No, good pick, Benji. Good pick. Thanks. So, was, yeah. Yeah. so uh, next week, uh, even though we took a week off this month, we are still going to do our next B-Sides episode. Heck yeah, man. Um, we're going to talk about Green Day's 1994 sellout album, <laughs> Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to it. Which I'm going to say while. right now uh, is also a perfect album. No, hell yeah. Well, so. uh, why wouldn't you pick a perfect album? Do you want to pick one that's mediocre? Or like, nah, just one song off this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> the next B-Sides will be just a song. Just one song. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. Right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and Keep that, uh, see that you next week. Artistic flow going, baby. Keep that artistic flow going, baby. Mm-hmm.